up hallelujah nothing came down on us god That's kept right. everything up there it didn't come down it didn't touch down like he was saying he said now you can go and look for a place where you can hide from it mm. and god said oh no they don't have to hide hallelujah because i'm not going to let it touch down i'm not going to touch i'm not going to let it touch my people mm -hmm. i know we were praying we were crying out for mercy we were crying out for God to spare his people, for God to spare us. And we're looking at what the news reporter is saying, and God is saying something different. Hallelujah. So sometimes we look at the news and we feel bad about what is going on. But look at God's word. Look at what God is doing in the spirit realm. God is doing great and mighty things. But if you're just looking at the news and just looking at, at, at the uh, social media and listening to people, you'll get discouraged, you'll get downhearted. But what David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence come in my help. For I know that my help doesn't come just from the hills, but my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking up to him because if I look up and listen, I know he will speak and he will show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. He is worthy to be praised. My God, we just worship him this morning. Today, I'm going to be, it's more a teaching than preaching. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the title this morning is, Who Are You Living to Please? Mm. Self, man, the devil, or God? Mm. This is a day when we have to examine ourselves. Who am I pleasing? Mm. Who am I living to please? Am I living to please myself? Am I living to please man? Am I living to please the devil? Or am I living to please the one who gave his life for me? Mm. So as we go on, you will hear this, listen to the scriptures and ask yourself, who are you pleasing? See, a lot of people like to please people. And they would rather please people than God. Because we want the friendship with, with man. And we want to be uh, in with, with the crowd. And so we prefer to please those people than listening to the voice of God. And what is God saying? And listen to him and please him. And this is what I wrote down. God's work is a serious business. And must never be taken lightly. God's work is a serious business. And must never be taken lightly. Why? Because we all will have to give an account when we stand before the almighty God. We have to give an account. And so this morning I'm going to look at some scriptures where our perfect example who is Jesus Christ, how he came and he was our, he's our role model, he's our everything. We can model our lives off Jesus. And if we model our lives off him, we'll make it in. We won't miss out. 
When Jesus walked on earth, his desire was to please the Father and the Father only. It didn't matter what men say or what men did. His desire was to please the Father. He came with a purpose and that was to go to the cross. And that was what he came to do. And it didn't matter if he had to suffer, if he had to feel some pain, some rejection, if he was despised, the word said he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He was willing to go through the grief, the pain, the suffering, the shame, the rejection, the, the everything that he went through, the crucifixion. He was willing to go through it because that's what the Father wanted. So today, God is asking you, are you willing to do what he wants you to do? Or are you going to do what you want to do? Are you living to please yourself? To make you feel good, but not pleasing the Father. We're going to look at some scriptures. And the first scripture I want to look at is Hebrews chapter 10. And I'll read from verse 7 through 10. Look at our role model and his life and his walk and examine ourselves and see are we walking the walk that he wants us to walk. And I know many people say, well, he was, he was God in the flesh, so he could do that. But look at the great cloud of witnesses. Look at their lives, how they live to please the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, 7 through 10. We all have? Yes. Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 7. We are ready to read. This is Jesus. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. It is written of me to do thy will. Verse 8. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offering and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had his pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Here it is again. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. He knew why he came. His purpose was the cross 
and he was willing to come. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I, I know why I'm here. I know my purpose. I know the plan of God. I know why I'm here. Can we look at ourselves today and say, I know why I'm here. Can we say like Jesus, I come to do thy will, O God. That is my purpose. Your will, Lord. That's why I'm here, to do your will. Not my will. Not what I want. Not the things I go after. But I'm here, Lord, to do thy will. That's what Jesus came for, to do the will of the Father. That's what we are chosen for, to do the will of the Father. And he's not going to accept anything less. We are here to do his will. We are here for his good pleasure. He told us to occupy till I come. He said, I've given you dominion. I've given you ownership over the things, all these things. But are we doing the will of the Father? Are we here to do his will? Or are we going after other things? Let's look at some scriptures. Like I said, I, I will be teaching more so than preaching today. If you look at John chapter 9 and verse 4, let's look at that one. And we're going to stay in the book of John for a while. Just looking at Jesus' attitude and the things that he said. He said, I come to do thy will, O God. That's why I am here, Lord. To do your will. Why are we here? Do the will of the Father. John chapter 9 and verse 4. Is that the one I call it first? Yeah. Or did I say something else? You said John 9 and 4. Okay. Let's look at what Jesus said right here. In verse 4 of John 9. We all have it? Yes. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Then verse 5 he said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I must work. We must work. Just like Jesus said. We must work. While it is day. Church, we don't know when our night time is coming. When we won't be able to do the will of the Father. He said, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. For the night is coming when no man can work. So as long as you have breath in your body, as long as you're breathing, the Lord is depending on you to do what he has called you to do. Just like Jesus said, I must. You must. I must. This is no time for us to just sit around 
and just wait. What are we waiting for? John 4, 34 and 35. Let's look at that. We're going to stay in John. And look at Jesus' words. John chapter 4, 34 and 35. John 4, 34, 35. I read from verse 33. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Verse 35, Saying that ye there yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Church, the fields are white and ready for harvest. Are we going to do what we were sent here to do, like Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me. Are we willing to do his will? He said, my meat, my satisfaction, my fulfillment, my joy is to do the will of him that sent me. And not only to do his will, but to finish his work. There is a work that we all have to finish. God has called all of us and he has given us gifts and talents. He has called us with a, with a holy calling and there are specific instructions that he's given all of us. Are we willing to do and to finish the work that he has called us to do? Or are we so busy doing our own thing satisfying our own flesh and forget what we were called to do God has given us instructions and directions and many of us have fallen along along the way we are not doing what he has called us to do and we will stand before God to give an account for the things that we haven't done and the things that we have done. What we have done and what we didn't do, we will have to give an account. One day, we will stand before a righteous judge and he's going to say, I, I called you, I sanctified you, I ordained you, and I sent you, but you didn't go. I called you, but you didn't answer the call. I appointed and anointed you to do this work, but you didn't do it. You did what pleases you. You did what felt good to your flesh. But you didn't do what I called you to do. If you tell a child, go and wash the dishes, and they go, they didn't wash the dishes, they swept the floor. 
would you still feel good and say, oh, you've done a good job? That's not what I call you to do. I didn't call you to sweep the floor. I called you to wash the dishes. But you disobeyed. So even though you've done something that was good, you didn't do what I called you to do. You didn't obey the commands. And that's how many of us are. We're doing a lot of things. God is saying, the Lord was just speaking to me. He said, we're doing a lot of things, but we're not in his perfect will. We're not doing what he has called us to do. Many good things. And he said, on that day, we'll say, Lord, Lord, I've not done all these wonderful works in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know you because you didn't know what I called you to do. You did what you wanted to do. You weren't in my perfect will. You just, you just did what you wanted to do. Are we living to please ourselves? Are we living to please man? Are we living to please God? We look at Jesus. He said, I must work. I know my time here on earth is short. And there's a lot to be done. So I must be about my father's business. He said, yes, it's okay to eat. But right now, I don't want food. I want I, what I want, what I want to do right now will, will fill me up. I'll feel so satisfied. Have you ever gone out and witnessed? And you feel so full that you don't even want food because you've done what God called you to do and you feel so good that food don't even matter anymore. You're feeling so good because you please the father. You feel satisfied that no food could give you that satisfaction. Why? Because I've pleased my father. I've done what my father said. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, yes, you can eat. But I don't want food right now because I see some souls that I have to minister to. I see some lost souls. I see a white field ready for harvest. I don't have time to eat right now. Because I have to reach these souls. And then I'll be satisfied. Then I'll feel fulfilled. Because I've done what the Father has sent me to do. And he said, no, not only do I want to work, but I want to finish the work that he called me to do. My God. John chapter 6, 37 and 38. We're staying in John. John 6. Thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Like I said today, not a jump up, clap hand message, but God is speaking to us because God has called us, sanctified us, and anointed us to do His will. But the question is, are we doing Your will, O oh God? Are we doing what we want to do? John 6, 37 and 38. John 6, 37 said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Look at verse 38. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. 
I am not here to do my own will, but to do the will of him that sent me. And that should be what we should be saying every day. Lord, I just want to do your will. See, we can do a lot of things, lots, lots, lots. What is it God's will? That is a question. Is this God's will for my life? Is this what he has ordained me to do and sanctified me and called me to do? Is this what? Jesus knew what he came to do. And I was looking at, uh, when I was reading, I was, looking, I was thinking about Saul before he even came Paul. How he was doing all kinds of things. He was um, persecuting the Christians. He was doing all these things. And he thought he was doing good. Until he met the Lord in the Damascus Road and he had an encounter. You know, a lot of times we need a real encounter with God. A real encounter that will transform our lives forever. He was doing his own thing and he was feeling good and he was in the will of, of God until that day when he met the Lord on the Damascus Road and, he, and, and that light shined from heaven and that voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And he was ready. And the Lord said, I'm he whom you're persecuting. I'm he. But Lord, I didn't do it to you. I'm doing it to the people. When you touch one of God's children, you're touching God. Amen. My God, my God. People think they can do whatever they want to do to us. And with us. But they don't know that we have a God who is fighting our battles. And he's telling us, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. He said, You need not fight in this battle. Just stand still and watch me fight for you. See, he thought he was doing some, some good things. But when he met the Lord, his, he was changed forever. And when he found out his true purpose for being on the earth, when he found out. What God created him to do. He said those things. That once was gained to me. I count but loss. He said. Forgetting those things that are behind me. And he said now I'm reaching. For those things that are before me. See before that he thought he, he was doing the will of God. Until he had that encounter. And he found out what he was doing was, was, was in the will of God. And so he said, I'm going to forget those things which are behind me. All the things that I did before, all my credentials, all my everything that I had before, I count them as lost. I count them as dumb. He dropped everything else. And he began to follow Jesus. He was beaten shipwrecked, he was stoned, in prison, you name it, he went through. See, when you're following Jesus, you're going to go through some things. You're going to be persecuted. 
People are going to turn away from you. But that's all right. Because like Ella said this morning, my wife is leaving, but I'm not alone. Because God is with me. And to be honest with you, when you're really going after God, you're not going to have a lot of friends. Because they're not going to like your lifestyle, your living. Because they, 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 they want to tell you, oh, you're acting like you're holier than God. Like my husband said, this man said that to him one day. He said, you're acting like you're holier than thou. He said, so are you holy? He said, no. He said, well, I'm holier than thou. That's what my husband said to him. <laughs> and they call you names and they say all kinds of things about you. Because you're going after God. But when you really, when you really know what God called you to do, The things that are behind you, the things that you've gained, won't matter, won't mean anything. Paul found his place in God. And he said, he said, when they told him, do not go to Jerusalem, he said, I'm willing to die for the name of Jesus. I'm willing not just to go to, to, to prison, but I'm willing to die for the name of Jesus. Because he found his purpose. He found what God had called him to do. And he was willing now to go through. Because when you're serving the Lord, the word said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God deliver us out of them all. Afflictions will come. Persecutions will come. Trials will come. People will walk out on you. But as long as you're serving God, it's all right. Come on, come on. Because he promised, I'll be with you until the end of the world. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So, the Apostle Paul turned away from all that he was doing before. He said, those things are rubbish. My credentials are rubbish. All the things I gained before, I... I call them as dumb. They're nothing now. Why? Because I found my place in God. I found my purpose. I found why I'm alive. I found out why I'm alive. And he said, I'm going to press. I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. He said that I may know him. I want to know him. Did he know him? Yes. But he saw a place in God that he was reaching to get to. The higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. So you, you might say, well, the scriptures I'm reading is about Jesus. And yes, he was God in the flesh. So he could do these things. But the apostle Paul was a man just like us. Look at the disciples. When they met Jesus, the word said they forsook all and followed him. And I'm not saying leave your job and leave it. If God don't tell you leave your job, stay on your job. But if you say leave, then you leave. They forsook everything to follow him. And today we're reading about them in the Bible. The transformation in their lives. So don't think only Jesus 
walk earth and please God. There are many men and women, if you look in the uh, cloud of witnesses, in Hebrews 11, you'll see all these men of God that fought a good fight and they finished their course. You can see that. John 17 and verse 4. Still in the book of John. Just looking at the words of Jesus when he walked the earth. His attitude towards pleasing his father. John 17 and 4. John 17 and 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have glorified thee on the earth. Who are we glorifying on the earth? Are we glorifying the Father? Can we say, Lord, I have done what you have called me to do? And then Jesus said, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Are we finishers? Will we finish? Or are we, will we stop somewhere along the way? John 19 and 30. Let's look at John 19 and 30. He's looking for finishers, finishers, finishers. John 19 and 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It is finished. He's coming for finishers. John 14, 31. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's read verse 30 and 31. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Mm. But that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Mm. Arise, let us go hence. As the Father gave me commandment. Even so, I do. Can we say that? Can we really say, God, as the, as the Lord commands me to do this thing, I do. I believe we all are guilty this morning. Not all the time. Not all the time. Many times when the Lord speaks, we didn't do what he said. Same John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, 
he will keep my word, my words. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Verse 24, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. And the worst of it is so powerful with the Comforter. Hallelujah. But he said he sent the Comforter. But the Lord is saying, if a man love me, if you say you love me, then you'll keep my words. How can we say we love God and he's speaking to us and we're not doing what he's telling us to do? He said, if you love me, you'll keep my words. And my father will love him. Or my father will love you. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. See, a lot of times we don't realize that God is looking for love. Just like we want to be loved. He wants us to love him. That's why he said to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy strength, all thy soul, with everything. God wants us to love him. A lot of times we say we love God. But if he speaks to us and says, do this or do that, we don't do it. He said, you don't love me. Because you're not obedient to what I'm telling you to do. You're doing your own thing. But if you love me, you'll keep my words. You'll do what I say, do. And then if you really, really love me, he said, he and the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit will come and dwell inside of us. Look at what God is saying to us this morning. See, a lot of times, we just want love, love to pour down from heaven upon us. But when it comes to loving God and doing his will, we don't want to do it. We rebel against the will of God because many times it's going to hurt our flesh. But God is speaking to us this morning. And I thank God because God already dealt with me with this word. God already showed me. He said, I want you to please me. Don't worry about pleasing man. I want, if you please me, then you will know how to please man. You'll know what to do. You know, a lot of times we say we're pleasing God. Like we were speaking about this in Bible study um, Wednesday night. We said we're pleasing God. But we, we're lifted up in pride. But if you're pleasing God, you will never be lifted up in pride. You'll stay humble. Because when Christ is in you, all you can do is walk in humility. If you see a pastor, a prophet, whoever... He said we are. And we are walking in pride and, and lifted up. And act like we are better than other people. Christ is not abiding in us. How can Christ live inside of you? And you look down on your flesh and blood. Look down on people. And think they are less than you. But you say Christ is dwelling in me. And I'm, I'm doing his will. And I can't speak to you. Because you're not good enough. Come on, church. Mm -hmm. We have seen people like that. Where they're so high and lifted up in God, they said. But they're high and lifted up in pride. Yeah. And they call it God. Mm -hmm. 
There's no, no pride in God. So if you're lifted up like that, it's not lifted up in holiness and righteousness or in Christ. But you're lifted up in pride. You're lifted up in self. And you feel like you're better than everybody else. But when Christ is dwelling in you, you can love the unlovable. You can pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. You can pray for those that lie on you. You can love the unlovable when Jesus is dwelling in us. And I have one more scripture before I close. And it's Hebrews chapter 2. We go right there. We started in Hebrews. We're going to end in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, 1 through 4. The Lord is speaking to us today, church. And he wants us to examine ourselves. To see are we in his perfect will. Or are we doing what we want to do? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 says, Everyone has it? If not, you can just listen. If you don't find it, you can just listen to it. Uh, Hebrews 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For the word spoken, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. We ought to give the more earnest heed, take heed to the things we, which we have heard. Hmm. Less at any time we should let them slip, drift away from us. Take heed to the word of God. In other words, don't take God's word lightly. Because he said in verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How are we going to escape if we disobey the word of God? God is calling us to holiness. He's calling us to righteousness. And we cannot live in sin and make it in. Because the word of God said, I'm trying to remember the scripture, With, without holiness, 
no man shall see the Lord. So we can't fool ourselves and live a sinful lifestyle and think that we'll be ready when we die or when the trumpet sounds. God is calling us to holiness. God is calling us to righteousness. God is calling us to godliness. God is restoring the fear of God back in his church. There's too many things, too many sin, too many unrighteousness, too many things are going on in the, in the body of Christ. And people just overlook these things and, and, and just sweep it under the rug. But it's time for us to come clean before God. Because we will have to stand at the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for everything that we have done. The word said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For well, that's the whole duty, the duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment mm -hmm. with every secret thing, mm -hmm. whether it be good or whether it be evil. Or evil. Look at what God has prepared for us, church. How can we live carelessly and miss what God has for us? How can we just live any kind of way? And we know the word. There are so many people today who know the word and they just they just walk away from God. They're just out there hoping that they wouldn't die. You know, at one time I was a backslider. When I was younger, I had accepted Christ as my savior. And when I got to the age 18, I turned away from God. And I'm telling you, church, the word said the way of a transgression is hard. It is hard. When you turn away from God, it is hard. And let me tell you, when you turn away from God, every day there's a fear in you that, what if I die? What if I die now? There, there's a fear of going to hell. And I'm speaking from experience because I was a backslider at one time. So I'm not saying what I heard somebody else say. Every day I'm thinking, I'll be sinning and I've been thinking, what if Christ should come now? Where would I spend eternity? The Holy Spirit in me was always, always convicting me of my sins. And I always tried to put it off. Because I was always saying, if I turn to God now, I'm going to lose all, all my pleasures and my sin. But the word of God said the pleasure of sin is just for a season. Mm. And sin brings death. Yes. And after death, the judgment. And I knew all of that. But I was still sinning. But I'm telling you, when you have people praying for you, interceding for you, my God, just like Elorne said this morning, those prayers linger before God. And somebody was praying. How many times when I was in my sin, I came this close to death. This close, but somebody prayed. But the word of God said that 
the Spirit of God don't always travel with men. So we don't know when we that when we get on this edge, if it's going to be the last time. We can't play with God. We cannot play with God. We cannot play with our salvation. It's either we're going to serve God or the devil. There is no in between. There is there is there is no in between. Let me say it like that. There's no in between. There's no well, you know, I can serve God today, tomorrow. I can serve the devil. It's either God or the devil. And we in this church know that God is requiring holiness from us. Amen. If anybody die from this church and go to hell, it's their fault. That's right. Because we preach holiness in this church. That's right. Amen. We preach against sin. So if a person die and end up in hell from here, it's their choice. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the Bible says, choose ye this day That's right. whom you will serve. So if it's either you choose life or you choose death. But there's no in-between. And so God is speaking to us. He's saying, who are you living to please? Are you trying to please? Just please yourself all the time or please somebody else. He wants us to please him. Just like Jesus came to please the Father. We are here to please the Father. We are here for him, to live for him, to do his will. It's because of God's grace and mercy why I am standing here this morning. And that's why I love God so much. Because I look back over my life. The songwriter said, when I look back over my life, I can see how your love had guided me. Even though I done wrong, you never leave me alone. You, you still forgave me. But I don't want to keep sinning. See, the thing is, we know God is a forgiving God. So we keep sinning and say, oh, you forgive me. But one day will be too late. So we have to be holy. And we have to be righteous. We can't live a double standard life and make it in. And I'm asking God to help me not to preach to others. And I'd be a castaway. Mm. Help me to live holy. Yeah. Help me to be an example. Help me to be a light. Help you, everyone sitting out here, to be a light wherever you are, wherever you go, be a light that shines in the darkness so others can find their way into God's presence. We look at the signs and we look at what is going on and we look at the word and we need to say, God, am I in your perfect will? Am I in your perfect will, Lord? Am I doing what you called me to do? Am I pleasing you, Lord? Is my life pleasing to you, Jesus? Or am I just doing my own thing? I want to please him. And today you've heard the word. And I pray that you, we all will examine ourselves and see, are we doing his will? Examine yourself as I examine myself and ask yourself, Lord, if you should take me today, would you say we're done? Would you call me a good and faithful servant? You know, you know, many times I become to church and it's just a few people. I was just talking to the Lord about that last night. And sometimes the spirit of discouragement want to come and I say, oh no, 
I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm going to worship God. See, we go through these tests to see. Are you still going to worship God because it's three or four people? Or are you going to wait until the church is full? Then you worship and you praise and you glorify God. Are you going to worship God even if it's just three or four people? Are you going to still preach with the same zeal, the same fire if it's three or four? Are you waiting for a thousand to come? You're waiting for a hundred. You're waiting for five hundred. Then you'll preach the way God wants you to preach. Not in this house. Not in this house. Amen. We will preach. We will teach. We will worship. We will praise. We will do whatever God wants us to do in this house. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's two or three. I remember coming to um, a Bible study one Wednesday night. And it was about three or four of us here, maybe three. And we didn't, the teacher didn't even get to teach. You remember that? The Holy Spirit came in. And we worshiped mm -hmm. for hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. We just worshiped. That's what God wanted that night. That we just night. worshiped. We didn't look and say, oh, it's just three of us. Oh, just four of us here now. When he said worship, mm -hmm. and we worship. Mm -hmm. And I thank God. The word is that is coming for the teaching is rich. Nobody from this church should end up in hell. Because God is able to break every chain. Every addiction, every habit, everything that is not of God, God is able That's right. to break it, to loose. Whatever you're tied up with, God can loose you. Whatever sin in your life, God will forgive you if you truly repent. Amen. Nobody should hear the word and end up in hell. Because God is speaking to us. And guess who God spoke to first? Me. Guess who get the first conviction and the first crying before him? Before I come to you, I had to cry first. Jesus. I have to say, God help me. God forgive me. God have mercy on me. Let him deal with me first. See, we the teachers and preachers, God is going to deal with us. Yes. If we don't live the life, and we're telling the people how to live and we don't do it, he's going to deal with us. Yes. Our punishment is going to be worse. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. See, it's good for us to have titles, but I'm telling you, we have to live up to it. Because we'll be judged for the words that we speak. Ooh. And how we tell other people, do this, do it, and we don't do it. Jesus. So today, God is, the Lord has spoken Amen. to us. Ooh. Yes. My God, he has spoken. Yes. And he's still asking, who are you trying to please? Mm. I want to please him. I want to please God. Let us give him praise.